Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining with us tonight. We're back to the eight o'clock time slot. Just giving you an update. I'm still writing away. Oh, man, I tell you, I'm on fire doing this writing stuff. It's really been a blessing. The book is going to be called The Search is Over, I'm a Witness. That's what it's going to be called. Every chapter will have five parts, and then we'll have a study guide so that groups can get together. So they do five days going through the book on their own, and then they meet once a week with a group for six weeks. And that's how it's going to be for six parts of the book. So it'll be six parts broken into five sections for each part five chapters for each section and then I'll have study guides for people as well and it really is going to be exciting I'm, I've just basically locked myself down and said you know what you got to get this finished and just keep writing get everything down get it in order and just see the panoramic view of what we're doing here and in fact you know the testimonies and the people I'm speaking to even over the last few weeks here in Scotland and talking to evangelists and people involved in outreach across the country here. You know, it's amazing how we are not equipping the body of Messiah to be effective in sharing our faith. And I believe it's time for the body of Messiah. Yeah, we can have organized events, and that's great. But every believer should be a fireball firehouse of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, to make a difference in the lives of those around us. And many people have damaged our relationships with families because of our lack of ability to communicate. So I really hope that what we are preparing right now in this, the search is over, I'm a witness, is going to be a tool that will help people have a supernatural order and more collated in their minds and how to be effective in sharing their faith. So anyway, I'm excited about it. I feel like I'm on the island of Patmos. I can't leave until the job's done. <laughs> so that's how it's going to be. But we're we're going to have a, a great time this evening as we share together. Dave, would you like to open in prayer this evening as we get started here? All right. Thank you, Kenny. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, Father Yehovah, just bless this time that we have together in, in fellowship with each other. Father, we thank you for all your blessings, and we just ask for continued blessings for each of us. And I just ask you to bless Kenny, especially at this time as he continues to work on his book and to give him supernatural power and thought process to put your word into print. So, Father, we ask for that blessing. And just bless all of us in this time together that we are, are able to share our thoughts and words with each other. Father, we just ask you, this and get you his name. Let it be so. Amen. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that open prayer. What a blessing. It's great having you join with us. It's exciting to, to be together. Well, we've got a treat tonight. I want to introduce my friend, Apostle and Pastor Bob up in Elliott Lake in Ontario. So 
it's a blessing having Bob with us tonight. Bob is going to share. I've known Bob from my first trip to Canada. We met, we had such a blessed time and did a few locations up in his area where we held some meetings. And we've just been having some great fellowship, especially since the last trip. It really has been a blessing. I appreciate you, Bob, and everything that you bring to the body. You're such a blessing to the body. And I know you've got a lot to give, especially to other leaders, just to be support to others as well. And I just see that heart that you have to see new works established and new works launched, not just within your local area, but as the spirit is leading and uh, supporting others and empowering others to be effective in their calling. So I'm just going to hand over to you now. And Bob, we bless and appreciate you. And uh, we look forward to everything you have to share with us tonight. Well, hallelujah. Uh, Kenny, it's not fair to make me cry before I share this. (laughs) But thank you for the blessing. Uh, We really appreciate you and all you're doing uh, in the ministry and uh, I love the, the words that you bring out in the introductions uh, during these calls. And I appreciate everybody in the call. We've been away for two weeks. We missed it two weeks ago. And then last week, our son was admitted to the hospital. So we were really distracted with that. But we really appreciate everyone's prayers. Uh, it means a lot to us. We felt your prayers. He's been released from the hospital on Friday. They stabilized him but they found that he has a, a mitral valve virus or disease, and they call it rheumatic valve disease. So they're going to ship him from Sudbury, which is a really good hospital, to Ottawa probably next week for them to repair the valve somehow. They have a, a really good surgeon and specialist there. So we appreciate your prayers. Yeah, so Kenny and I have a a really good relationship. We trust one another. And we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. And this this walk that we're on, we've seen how, you know, being out of balance a little bit and not having enough of of the Holy Spirit in us and working through us has kind of set things off kilter a bit. Because basically Yeshua invited us to a dance, but many of us have turned it into a march. So we've got to relax and be comfortable in our own skin and enjoy this journey called life that Heavenly Father has us embarked upon. So one of the main scriptures that I want to share with you is Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Uh, I thank God for that scripture, especially that I don't like to rise early. I like to sit up late, but uh, don't like to rise early. But <laughs> basically that what that's talking about is fretting, worrying, sorrows. But the first part of the, the verse is what I want to get to. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. So there is a way that seems right to to man, Isaiah says, but the end thereof leads to destruction. So there's a way that we can figure out in our head to do things and, you know, do things by the arm of the flesh or experience or intellect or our strength, but it doesn't avail anything in the spirit realm. 
What we want to do is tap into the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead us and guide us, download what he wants to us so that we can walk with him on a moment-by-moment basis, hearing from heaven and obeying what he has us do. There was a man who, if I mentioned his name, you'd know him. He was an international teacher, and Heavenly Father told him to start a teaching ministry. And Heavenly Father told him this teaching ministry would be phase one of his ministry. And the man said, but Lord, I've been pastoring a church for 12 years. And Yahweh said to him, did I tell you to pastor? So when he entered into phase one of his teaching ministry, that's what he was gifted to do, to be a teacher. And his ministry spread internationally all around the world. And if I mentioned his name, you'd know him. But he didn't tap into what Heavenly Father wanted him to do at, at the beginning. He just went along with convention and thought, uh, well, I guess, you know, I want to minister to the people of God, so I must, be, must have to be a pastor. Not necessarily. Just follow along what Father wants to bring to you. Each one of you on this call and those reaching out on Facebook and other media are extremely precious, and you have a precious individuality. You have something that no one else has in the combinations of your giftings. And so Heavenly Father wants you to minister in a very unique way to this lost and perishing world that only you can do. All we need to do is say yes to the call. Romans 14.22 says, Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before Yahweh. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. That verse is not talking about clean and unclean. It's talking about meat eaters and vegetarians. But the last part of the verse says, For whatever is not from faith is sin. Romans 14.22. So there's a lot of people that say, you know, I'm going to give to this ministry or give to that ministry, or I'm going to go here on that street corner or do whatever. The point is, did Heavenly Father tell you to do that? That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the anointing comes. That's where the power of Yahweh comes down, is when Heavenly Father tells you to do something and you obey. Like the Shema, hear and obey, Deuteronomy 6. This life is to be lived by faith, not merely by the arm of the flesh. By faith, not by your intellect. By faith, not by your abilities or your experiences. Can Father use these things? Absolutely. But we are not to stand on these things as our foundation. We are to trust in, rely on, and have faith in the Almighty for all things. Too many people rely on their intellect. God doesn't need your brains. He needs your heart and your willingness to serve Him. Quotations, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth, John 4, 24. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is a lot of freedom in this walk. Not freedom to sin, but when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be inclined to sin. Those things are going to fall off. But he gives you liberty to do exactly what he wants you to do. And there's a freedom that comes with that and a burden that comes off shoulders for people that are walking in and exercising the anointing of Heavenly Father. It's a wondrous thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a pro. Um, I'm learning. We're all in the school of the Holy Spirit. I'm learning just like you are. 
And we stumble along sometimes and make mistakes, but we learn by those mistakes. This walk we are enjoying in the Spirit has a lot of freedom in it and freedom from much sin. Quotations. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, or a better translation there is the Torah in the Aramaic English New Testament, Torah of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please him. Romans 8, 5. Did you get that? In the flesh we cannot please him. We have to walk in the Spirit. To make any difference in this world, we need to walk in the Spirit. For how many thousands of years have sermons been preached by the flesh with little avail? When we walk in the Spirit, Heavenly Father will pinpoint certain things to say or do or attitudes to have, and that's what we need to focus on. You see, mere intellect without the Spirit puffs up. If you have only the Spirit without the Word, you blow up. But if you have the Spirit and the Word in balance, you grow up to maturity in Christ. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to Elohim must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So it's faith that pleases Father. And the benefits to this life are incredible. You try to explain anything about this life to a non-believer, and they'll look at you like a deer in the headlights and not understand anything that you're talking about, because these things have to be discerned by the Spirit. The Father says, by faith, give me something to work with. So give him a seed. Give him something to work with. Your obedience, whether it's finances or some resources or some time or an action like fasting something. Um, I've been now 10 weeks without um, yeast, chocolate, or sugar. And that's huge for me. I've been trying for 30 years to do this. And with my blood analyst help and with Yahweh's help, I've been able to kick it. And I'm reaping the benefits physically. But we need to do this work by faith. Heavenly Father is helping you and me all along this way by faith to do what he's empowered us to do. That's one of the Holy Spirit's jobs, is to empower you to do what he's asked you to do and what he's equipped you to do right from the start. The principle is the principle of seed time and harvest. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Genesis 8.22 So we have seed time and harvest in the natural, and we have seed time and harvest in the spiritual. So don't cut off things just before Father's ready to answer your prayers. A lot of people give up just before Father answers their prayers. Kenny, who have we got on the line, by the way, today? All right. Well, we've got uh, some people. We've got um, Melinda. We've got Laura. We've got Sharon, Sean, Joseph, Jenny on the Facebook page right now. And we've got Albert and Connie with us. We've got Carol with us. Hi, Carol. Good to see you. We've got Gerda, we've got Esther, we've got Dave, and myself and Huguette. Okay, great. 
Is it okay if I assign some people with uh, some scriptures? Sure, sure. Hopefully everybody's comfortable with that. Okay, Dave, would you mind getting Matthew 13 ready? 1 to 23, you've got a very articulate voice. And then, Albert, would you mind reading 1 Kings 17, 8 to 16? Connie, would you mind reading 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7? And Carol, if Carol is on, would you mind reading Luke 17, 6? Gerda, Gerda, would you mind reading Matthew 17, 20? Okay. Okay, I've got all that in the notes, so you know which one is you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think Dave's up first. <laughs> all right, Dave, you want to start? Still there, Dave? Yes, I'm here. I, I had trouble finding the mute button. Did you say Matthew 13, 8? Matthew 13, 1 to 23, if you will. On the same day, Yeshua went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, Dave, I'm going to interrupt you there. If you don't mind jumping to verse 18 and go to 18 to 23. Okay. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word, of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the riches choke the word. And he who becomes unfruitful. But he who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. Thank you, Dave. Excellent. Okay. So we see here that a lot of the kingdom is based on seed time and harvest. Seeds are sown, and things grow, and then a harvest comes in. We've got people here who have had, on this call, we've got people who have had the word sown in their lives, and they've allowed the word to take fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. You wouldn't be on this call. You wouldn't be seeking Heavenly Father 
if you weren't in a good place with Heavenly Father? Do we all have trials and tribulations and difficulties? Absolutely. But Father's refining us, making us into purified gold through those trials and tribulations. The point is that the seed has taken growth, that you're all being encouraged day by day by the Holy Spirit, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. Okay, so who's got... Um, did I give out John 6, 4 to 14? Maybe not. No, you didn't. We got uh, 1 Kings 17 next. If you want John, do you want John? Yeah, would you mind, Kenny, reading John 6? Okay. 4 to 14? Okay. okay. Anytime you're ready. Um, the, the Passover festival was near. When Yeshua looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each of you to have a bite. Another of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Yeshua said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Yeshua then took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Yeshua performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Hallelujah. Yeah. Powerful miracle. This is one of the few miracles that's recorded in all four Gospels because it's so powerful. But you see, in John, it talks about the lad who brought the, the two fishes and the five loaves. So Heavenly Father is saying, you know, what can you give me as a seed? What can you bring to me as a seed? Uh, give me something to work with. And they didn't know that at the time, but this young boy brought like kind of like a faith offering. And Heavenly Father, Yeshua used that to feed 5,000 people, and it was 5,000 men. Extremely powerful thing, but it's a principle in Scripture, and we see lots of principles in Scripture, and this is one of them, that seed time and harvest. We need to sow seed into the kingdom so that we can reap what Heavenly Father wants us to reap. Okay, Albert, you've got First Kings 17, 8 to 16, I believe. Amen. All right, we're on. Oh, brother, getting into some good stuff here, brother. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Hallelujah. scriptures. We've many times been over this one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hope y'all encouraged there today. It's let us soak in, be nourished, and grow. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, 1 Kings 17, verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called her. 
and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water, a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it to me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. And thus said the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sent rain on the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Hallelujah. Thanks, Albert. Good job. So we see here faith and action. If you can imagine what's going on, there was a famine in the land for three years. This widow and her son were gathering sticks to eat their last meal and then die. They would perish, starve to death. But the the man of God, Elijah, asks her to prepare first for him a cake of bread. And then whatever's left over, you and your son eat. So she did this by an act of faith, and she sowed seed into the kingdom. And because of that, they had bread for many, many days. Amazing thing. When we rely on Heavenly Father, most of you, I imagine, many of you, have experienced Father's provision in your lives. He's not about to give up on you yet. He's not about to let you go by the wayside. He's providing for you financially, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Maybe not the way you want, but allow Father to be the Father and to do it the way He wants to do it. Connie, I think you have Second Kings 4, 1 to 7. Now there cried a certain woman, of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thy handmaid has hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all these vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So when she went from him, and shut the door upon her, and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, 
that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, this is and he so said, go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. There's Heavenly Father's provision. She obeyed, a different widow, she obeyed by faith. It was the oh. act of faith. And she paid the debt that would have cast her sons in slavery, and they lived on the rest. Yahweh provided for the debt and provided for the future. Amazing stories in the scriptures, and just as amazing in your lives his provisions. We don't know what goes on all the time supernaturally, but we need to be thankful to Heavenly Father for what he's doing in our lives, all the workings that he's molding in our lives in the spirit realm. Luke 17, 6 says, so the master said, if you have faith, oh, did I have Carol read this? Is that your scripture, Carol? It was Luke 17, 6, but you were doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Carol, I'd like you to read it. <laughs> And Yeshua said, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Hallelujah. 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 There's delegated authority that Heavenly Father gave us. If we only have faith the size of a mustard seed, this is one of the things you can do with the delegated authority that Yeshua gave us. Say to the mulberry tree or a sycamore tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Matthew 17, 20 says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible, impossible for you. In doing, or brackets, acting in faith, you will see. The world says, I'll believe it when I see it. The word of Elohim affirms, when you believe it, you will see it. John 14, 12 says, if you ask in my name, I will do it. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. The kingdom key is faith. Speak faith, act on faith, and act in faith. <clears throat> Just a reminder that Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Don't, don't circumvent your faith or the seed that you've planted with your tongue. Speak positive, speak the word, be in agreement with the word. Speak faith on your words of faith and act on the word of Yahweh by faith. Are you prepared to let go of the familiar? Preconceived ideas, the fleshly, and the self-limiting beliefs that you have so that the living Elohim can take the dust that you are and infuse the supernatural into you to make you into something that you are not yet? His plans for you are much greater than you can imagine. The Father desires to conform you 
more and more into the image of Yeshua by the power of his spirit. Also that this world would be impacted by him through you for his great namesake and for his glory. Are you prepared to allow the King of Glory to invade your world and your routine, to have his way with you so that he may perform signs and wonders through some of you so that the world may know him? This is all by faith, folks. This is all by the Spirit. This is all by seeds that we are to sow in the spirit realm. You might want to start small with certain things. Paul said to Timothy, despise not small beginnings. Some of you might be in a place that's hard, maybe a place of discouragement right now. Keep pressing in, folks. Heavenly Father is going to see you through. Who else is he going to bless? He's not going to turn to the world. He's going to turn to you, his precious children. He's going to bless you, and he's going to see you through whatever you're going through. So I just want to encourage you um, today to keep on pressing in, keep on forging ahead. Father's not going to give up on the plan in you, and he's not going to give up on you. There's no plan B. You're it. And Heavenly Father is it that we rely on completely. So the next chapter in your life is going to be wondrous. If we just put in his hands the things of faith and the seeds that we're sowing. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for that, Bob. The next chapter (laughs) in your life is going to bring the breakthroughs of the transforming power of a mighty (laughs) God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, glory. Yes, sir. 